Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. All right. Good afternoon or late morning, everybody. This is Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative. It is a couple minutes after the hour. Thank you very much during the busy and uh, somewhat crazy times to take a little time out of your afternoon here to join us um, for a presentation we're going to do on effectively managing remote employees. Um, Tony, if you could bring up the presentation and this is the um, recreation essentially of a session that we did in person live at our winter conference about three three weeks ago in New Orleans it was really well attended it was a really phenomenal uh, back and forth and discussion uh, just about the topic in general of uh, effectively managing remote employees um, in that session um, with just a few exceptions, almost all, we had about 60, 70 people in the room, all lender members, and almost all were allowing remote work on some level. But if I had to gauge the average, it was 10 to 20% on average of operational workforce. And, <clears throat> uh, but, you know, there was a clear sense of momentum in the room that people wanted to move more in this direction. Of course, then uh, the events of the last week or so um, now we have a lot of companies that are going much more aggressively in this direction, and uh, hence there's about 100 people on the line right now. So I uh, really appreciate you all taking some time out of your day to join us. And what we're going to do today is just go through really a brief presentation, and then want to just open it up to the group. Um, I have uh, two good friends and, and two great mortgage bankers and Really dedicated TMC members with us, um, Stephen Barton, the SVP National Retail Growth for Eustis slash Verity Mortgage. Stephen, thank you for joining us. What up? <laughs> and uh, Marie Petropalo, uh, six vowels in the last name, who works mortgage <laughs> operations for Holland Mortgage Advisors out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Marie, thank you for joining us as well. Oh, you're welcome. Hi, everybody. So, Eustis Mortgage and Holland Mortgage are both companies that have allowed, you know, remote work for quite some time. Uh, our company, the Mortgage Collaborative, we have been all remote really since day one, and it was a new thing for me and our staff, and uh, has been a work in progress, but we're in a really good spot with it right now, and I uh, hope to just lead a brief discussion today on best practices uh, around managing remote employees. Some of the current challenges that kind of make it a little bit more challenging, and uh, you know, and then some resources that we put together um, that we've gotten from members that members have passed back and forth to one another that really should help all of you on the line, uh, you know, with some additional follow up and tools and resources that you can access to help make more sense of this. So, um, Stephen, I'm going to start with you. I know Eustis um, has adopted a policy of remote employees for a long, a long time now. Um, you know, one of the things that you are a huge believer in um, is that it's the right thing for some people. It's not the right thing for other people. I know you guys do some personality profile testing on employees to kind of determine that. But in this scenario, I think a lot of lenders are kind of in the position where um, they don't have a choice. I mean, they're by policy, they're, they're kind of being forced to make their operational staff remote. Um, in this kind of scenario where you got to move employees that may be better 
suited to be in an office or have always been in an office too remote. Any general advice for lenders as they kind of go through this exercise? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the biggest thing is, is like you said, the culture index allows us to know who are those really social people that might go a little stir crazy from being at home by themselves, uh, sitting behind a computer. So it's important for us when we've done that. It, and just recently, we were moving all of our New Orleans people from home, and that was kind of our last uh, office that had people still in it. Um, we'd already let everybody go from home three weeks ago on, on most of our branches. But um, the key is maintaining contact. So talking to the managers that run those offices uh, um, to make sure they're engaging, not over the internet through email, um, but actually physically on the phone with them. Or we're using a lot of video Skype right now um, with our systems to where instead of me picking up on the phone and call people, I'm calling people through Teams and that way they can see our face. I'm also time blocking out uh, three hours a day, hour and a half in the morning, hour and a half in the afternoon, just to make random checkup calls with people. Um, doing the best I can to keep rotating who I'm calling just to see what their world looks like, how are things going, what are they frustrated about, just asking about kids and what's going on in there because everybody wants to talk about this. So it's important that we ask, what are you seeing in your, your neighborhoods because it's different everywhere. So I think those are the important steps to make sure you're engaging with people. Use the video calls if, if you have that set up. Um, and then on top of that, schedule time throughout the day to take away and stop and just ask questions about how they're doing, they're scared, um, and doing those things. Marie, one of the other uh, challenges of the current climate is, you know, on top of moving employees that have not been remote in the past to remote, you're a mom and you've spent your lifetime in operations, you have kids at home as well. I know this has been a concern some of our members have brought up with us, uh, you know, just moving the uh, operations staff to a remote setting, many of whom are going to have young kids at home. Um, how at Holland do you guys kind of school your employees to just the work-life balance um, in general, uh, mitigating that, and any other best practices you use with your operational staff at Holland that is remote? Yeah, so up until this this recent crisis that the, that we're all experiencing, um, the remote people, like I've, I've had a lot of operations remote, and those that have had children have still taken their kids to daycare. Um, so up until this recent development, um, I've had several of them calling and texting in a panic because their kids are at home, their daycares are closed, schools obviously have closed. Um, and they're in a bit of a panic, and we really have tried and did what Stephen did. Instead of emailing, I'm calling them on the phone, I'm telling them, hey, you know, this is, these are unprecedented times. Do the best that you can. We realize that you're a mom. We realize that you're trying to, you know, your kids have to do their schooling at home. We realize you have this one playing in the background. So we've really tried to be calm about it and, and tell them it's okay because truly we need them to be working right now. I know they're not, you know, at their best capacity because they're distracted with their kids at home. But, you know, we need them to do the best that we can. And We've had a sales call with our staff, um, and we've explained, I mean, they've been, our staff has been amazing. Our sales, our sales partners have been more than understanding. They get the environment that we're in right now. So um, they're also helping to support their ops staff at, at home. They're calling their processors instead of emailing only when necessary. They're, they're asking, they're helping them collect conditions, for instance. They're helping them with borrower contact when they've got a, you know, do you want me to call the borrower because I know you have your four-year-old in the background? You know, I'm happy to make the phone call because truly the sales staff 
always does or you know traditionally has always worked remote so they they already have that practice set up um so they've been very cooperative and in, in pitching in and, and lending a hand so it's just basically everybody's just doing the best they can these are these are so uncertain you know and there's there's not much option we, we still have a responsibility and that's what we've explained we still have a responsibility to our sales partners to our referral partners and to the borrowers behind these loans so just all doing the best we can absolutely uh we have the presentation back up now and the slide we have up is just kind of going through some of the challenges of the current climate some of the stuff we've been hearing uh, from the members over the course of the last week in terms of challenges that they're trying to overcome um one as stupid as it sounds is wi-fi connection speeds we had a lot of uh, notes from members yesterday just it just seems like broadband connection speed really across america due to a lot of people working from home was incredibly slow uh yesterday particularly but um <clears throat> really this entire week i know some of our members you know had tried to put some tasks in place that their remote staff could do in lieu of an internet connection um, or a really slow one uh, just something that came up um, two other huge issues that I would just really caution all the lenders uh, on the line to really pay attention to, um, you know, especially if you had not had or had a very limited amount of remote work being done in the past. One is just the cybersecurity issue, and, and we're not going to get into the details of that today, but um, just making sure that uh, your employees in a remote setting uh, are still in a position to make sure that uh, your customers non-public personal information is not compromised the, the potential ramifications of that are not good um, and if you don't have a work from home policy um, probably something that is good to get in place this is not like a 19 page legal doc uh, we have copies of a couple that members have passed to one another that we've stripped company name information off of if you want to reach out to me um, that's something that can get over to you just to have some kind of maybe template to work off of, but it's a one or two page document that just lays out certain principles and understandings, um, certain reps and warrants of employees um, that they uh, just to understand and agree to being in the work from home environment. And the last one is it's just busy, right? It's people's pipelines are you know depending on the lender three to four to five times the size that they were a month or two ago um, it is incredibly busy so making this kind of transition um, if you're a company that did allow remote work and now have more or someone that, that did not allow it um, that makes it more challenging as well and we'll touch on some of these challenges as we get into the next slides here on best practices related to managing remote employees. So um, the first one here is really incredibly important. It's something we do a lot here at CMC. Um, Steven uh, talked about this in his opening comments. Um, you know, they do a lot as a company to decide who are the right people to, to work and to not work at home. But I know one of the things Steven all, he, he mentioned it earlier, is he, he carves out a legitimate block of time every day to pick up the phone and call people. Um, they're at home and to kind of individualize and personalize the process. Stephen, you touched on that a little bit in your opening comments, but just talk about why that is so important, um, especially in a climate like this where it is just so busy that it makes it even harder to carve out that time. Well, first, you got to be careful because the first time we call somebody early in the morning, they think they're getting fired. So you got to make sure you keep them calm about that and just help them realize you're just calling to check in. So that happened to me a couple times. but. 
um, you know, with our systems that we've set up, you know, we have birthday announcements that go out and anniversary announcements. So those are always easy touch points. But the other one is just um, through our technology and seeing leaderboards and seeing who's busy and where pipelines are at, you can kind of feel where those stress points at. We have one of our leaderboards, we call a top competitor, and I can see all the processors in the company, their balance load, their files, where they're at. And you can just tell when someone's probably fracturing a little bit. Um, you know, you just got to be cognizant of all that because each person's experiencing a level of frustration, especially right now, because we are, you know, we are three and a half times up right now. Um, and then you have all this other family stress and everything that's going on and trying to protect parents and kids and dogs and cats I heard now, but um, making sure that you just slow down and try to put yourself in their shoes from their perspective. Make sure you ask questions about their family, their parents, their children um, to really connect because it gives them that kind of mental break. Um, from the work, which is the important part of the phone call. You're not calling to, hey, how can we get more units out of you or how can we make you more efficient? Those calls need to go away right now. The calls that need to be happening right now is, hey, how is your family? What can I do to make your life better? Do you need anything or do your kids or your parents need anything? Um, one of the things that we're doing, try to make it better for our customers. Um, we sent an email out to all of our appraisers and said, we will provide expenses reimbursement up to a certain amount if they'll buy hand sanitizer and gloves and wear those on their inspections and sanitize before they walk in the house. So we're actually reimbursing our appraisers uh, up to $15 for hand sanitizer, I think $10 for gloves if they'll do that. So you've got to start thinking a little bit outside of what's important, which is we need to close and fund loans. Otherwise, we're all going to go broke, especially if the EPD scare is coming. Um, then we need to do these things to get humanized on that. So I encourage you guys to make those phone calls about that instead of about loans. Thank you, Stephen. Um, the next uh, bullet point here, stay focused on goals, not activity. Uh, I, when we had this in-person session in New Orleans, this a lot of the conversation was around this. And synopsized, you know, it was a room filled with a lot of people um, that, you know, the operations process and operations managers in general tend to be very linear task-driven people um, that are working off pipelines and checklists and dates. Um, you move staff to a setting where you can't see them. You feel like you lose control. And oftentimes that manifests itself in, you know, a situation where you have micromanaging, uh, which really... Um, can have very negative effects on a remote workforce. Marie, uh, talk about mm -hmm. this. You worked for big companies and small companies on the operational side. Talk about just this dynamic and, and forcing yourself to resist being a complete micromanager because you can't see the people you're managing. Yeah, it, it, it was um, quite an adjustment for me, in, in all honesty, because I am a very controlling individual. Um, so it, it was hard for me to back off of that, but you know, when when I send when I allow people to go ahead and, and work remote, we do the same thing that Stephen does. In fact, we got the idea at our first collab with him. We do do the personality testing, you know, in a normal environment um, to see who who is actually suited to be able to work from home and who who really needs the structure of an office environment. Um, but in in cases like we're facing now, I we sent our staff home pretty much everybody last week. So we're we're about a week in with just about the whole staff being home, um, being remote. And we, I, I just find myself um, being very, very careful. I'm keeping an eye on all the pipelines, but I, I'm not trying to um, 
to call them and say, hey, you know, this, this loan's been sitting for five days. Why haven't you looked at it within the three-day touch point? Um, you know, we've sort of backed off on that. Um, and it's more of I'm checking the pipelines now just to make sure um, are we are we meeting our commitment dates? Those are important dates. Are, are you know are we closing on time? Yeah, we're closing on time. And and I'm trying to have um, you know we're having calls um, every couple of days just just to touch base with everyone. And I'm trying to recognize um, the accolades. You know, this person got this many loans closed this this week, and they met all their commitment dates um, and and things of that nature. Um, I, I'm trying not to be too harsh because I do find that when when people are removed from the office. Um, and this is this is new for us having everybody out. But normally, the staff that that always works remote, they kind of don't feel like sometimes they don't feel like part of a team. So we will have um, you know our meetings all together. We'll we'll sometimes do video conferencing. Some of them don't want to do it, um, but we'll sometimes do that as well, just so that everybody can see each other. And and we'll oftentimes um, some people are out of state, but some people that are are, are local to us, we will have them come in just have lunch. And we'll have a lunch for all the all the people here that are local, um, just to make them you know feel feel more part of the um, part of the team. We'll send gift cards to those that are like I have a processor in Florida right now. We'll send her a gift card. Um, you know maybe go get your nails done. Um, we'll all have a lunch here. We're going to send you a lunch card. Go get lunch so that we're all having lunch together basically. Um, so so things like that. We we really try hard to make everyone feel that they are a productive member of the team, and and truly they are. It's 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 a matter of of me getting to know the employees and and being able to trust them and then they can trust me as well. So when they are facing an issue or or having a tough time getting through a pipeline, I ask them to raise their hand. I I don't like to be micromanaged myself, so I you know they're all adults. I don't want to have to babysit anybody, and and I don't think they want to be babysat. So if you have a problem, you know raise your hand. Let me help you. Um, we're all a team, so I'm not afraid to get in. And, and get a couple loans out for them that you know if they're struggling with something or or reassign when we need to. Um, everybody works well together that way. So I really encourage the team atmosphere, especially with the processors, because they, some of them are some of them are faster than others. Some of them have um, a more difficult area that they service than others do. So we sort of switch it around a little bit and, and help each other get through get through pipelines like that. Excellent. Thank you, Marie. Um, moving on to the next slide, um, and before we get into it, uh, just a reminder, if anybody has any questions, comments, thoughts, just feel free to uh, type it into the chat box and uh, we'll weave it into the conversation here. Um, this next slide really is all focused on communication, obviously important in anything in life, but um, especially when you're managing a remote workforce, again, just our past sessions we've done on this topic, the people that we feel, the members in our network that do it the best, they're great communicators with really great leadership from the top down. Um, you know, and, and some of the themes on here, um, it's the method of communication. Uh, Steven, you're a big pick up the phone guy. I know in the session we talked about just having the right mix of communication types from phone calls, email is still obviously appropriate, um, video messaging and knowing when to use which communication methods and to, to have a mix of different styles and types. Yeah, and I think right now, especially because things are changing on us by the minute, we're sending out, it feels like it's two to three important announcements a day. What we've done is on those announcements, they come from a office of the CEO box and we put in there um, 
urgent attention, please read. And then we try to make sure that those are always standard to coming that way so people know, okay, this is something I need to get my eyes on. Because you'll find a lot of those emails that come through, it's just like, holy crap, reprice for the worst, I don't care. You know, stuff like that. But when you have the important stuff we're having to communicate, we do it that way so it looks the same. And then they also know the, the other emails are, are important, but um, that they really need to keep their eyes on that. And then, like, for instance, on Sunday night when the Fed stuff came out, obviously we were immediately at 5 o'clock working with the marketing team to get stuff going and, and, and trying to get an email out. But what we did is we called every single originator and said, hey, you need to get on the phone right now. Let's get to work. And so those are the times when you know a phone call will get people motivated and going um, or when the phone call is necessary to reach somebody that might be struggling. Um, those are the important times to use the phone the other stuff for the communication um, you need especially right now with everything we're having with changes it seems like coming out daily um, you use the correct email boxes so people pay attention yep absolutely um, the next bullet use technology to build community um, just listed underneath here are just some examples of some great uh, mediums uh, we use at TMC these first three here slack is a very popular and free instant messaging site why we love slack is it a lot of times it's appropriate to communicate things electronically um, but you know the drip 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 of just the growing email inbox without that uh, we have a slack community set up for TMC different themes TMC summer conference TMC benchmark TMC collab lab so if you have just general updates um, that you need to drop in there that the entire team can see and that is archived in there without another email being in the inbox that's something we've had a lot of success with staying connected uh, as a team while all working remote zoom is what we're on right now I think everybody's familiar with that uh, monday.com and trello.com uh, are both online project management websites that are really great platforms platforms uh, both have free versions <clears throat> I think we're using a version of Monday it's like 60 or 70 bucks a month and it's lots of bells and whistles um, they are tools to help teams collaborate on projects together electronically um, and uh, you know I'll kind of do the research on yourself both are very popular mediums we've seen more and more of our lender members go to utilizing um, tools like this to complement uh, some of the communication that maybe happens in the loan origination system or um, you know via email and these other methods so uh, something that we're seeing starting to catch on a lot more now so one-on-one um, -on -one interaction something we talked about really throughout the course of the last 15 minutes here um, just picking up the phone and calling um, especially if it's a tough situation uh, Stephen talked about the importance even more so now given some of the stressors outside of work stuff that are going on. Marie, anything that you guys are doing at Holland um, for your remote staff now that's a little different, just given one, how busy it is, and two, uh, just the craziness that's going on uh, with um, Yeah, so, so I mean, I do a lot of communication. I'm not going to lie. I do do a lot of communication via email with, with them. But um, over this past, especially like uh, Thursday, Friday, t yesterday, today, a lot of it, um, with with I, I i sense that some of my young moms i've got a couple that have um kids under one and a lot of them are actually um in that kind of panic mode where they're they feel like they're having trouble balancing work life um so I, that i i find myself on the phone more with those kind of situations 
sort of going back to what um, Stephen talked about, we're really not talking about work. It's more talking them off the ledge, calm down, everything's going to be okay. Okay, we're all going to get through this. Just do your best. You know, um, your, you know your daughter's going to be okay. You have her home. Stay in the house. So it, it's more, I find myself more on the phone with just letting them talk and vent. I think they just need someone to vent to. Um, and it, it seems that when we hang up, they all, they, they seem to be in, in a much, much better frame of mind. But I just, I think they're, they're really afraid right now for their, that they're not going to be productive enough and they're going to get fired, which is not the case. Um, so I think it's more of a reassuring thing. So I, I do find myself on the phone more with just the extraordinary circumstance versus business right now. Um, I, I mean, but I'm sure all of us are in the same boat with that at this point. Yeah, and if you're a company that already uses uh, business intelligence software to kind of like monitor and manage production, um, productivity from the operations staff, it makes this transition a little bit easier. Um, one point that Stephen and Marie bolted on that I've realized these last five years with TMC, managing a remote team, it's even more important to know your employees, their personal lives, their families, their kids, their pets, because it's part of their day-to-day -day work. I, you know, we have employees I know that have young kids and um, that they've got, they've got drop-off and school pickup duty to daycare in the morning. Um, you know, I know the ones that work till 6 or 7 p.m., and that's kind of their sweet spot. I know the ones that may have distractions during the day that will take them away from their work for a few hours, but they're going to jump back on and, um, you know, typically will be knocking stuff out kind of piecemeal at night. That piece of it to me is really incredibly important. You know, easier said than done in a climate like this where it's really busy and a lot of lenders have people going remote that haven't been, um, but uh, just a note. Um, speaking of notes, one uh, good one came in from our friend uh, Amy Hanks of Beverly Hanks Mortgage out of Asheville, North Carolina. Just a note, we are supporting closed local businesses by buying our operational employees local gift cards to use once things open back up. It's helped employee morale and will help local businesses. That's a great suggestion, Amy. Thank you for uh, laying that out. So the next slide that is the last slide before just kind of opening it up to general Q&A. Just some resources for you. Uh, TMC here, um, you know, all members have a member benefits advocate. We have things like examples of remote employee policies without any company information on them. Um, we've actually put together a comprehensive list of interview questions um, for remote employees, a separate set of 25 or so questions that just that we uh, and other lenders of ours have given us their suggestions. It's a different interview process. Uh, Stephen, uh, tell us a little bit about Culture Index. Is I know a tool that you've used really successfully to kind of determine which are the right employees to work from home and maybe not. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty vital. Um, I actually just hired a new nanny. I made all the nannies go through the Culture Index. They love that. Um, <laughs> but you know, the important thing that, that I've learned, and I was never a believer in personality tests or anything like that, that because I'll just trust my gut. I've been doing it long enough. I know better. And what I found is I'm pretty good at it, but I'm not great. But this made me great because it allowed me to understand people's true uh, strengths, meaning what they love to do. And then the weaknesses, what, you know, if I put them in a position to do and they're weak at it, they're going to really suck. So um, and then we took it a step further and really took about how we built our teams with that, meaning top originators. I was pairing LOAs that had the same traits and wondering why their stuff never worked really well. 
Um, so we stopped doing that. And then, you know, obviously from the culture index, it'll tell you in terms of their social aspect, how often they need to talk to people, um, how often they need to be touched and things like that. So if you have a very highly social person, like one of my underwriters in North Carolina, I'm on the phone with her about once a day because I know she underwrites about 90 to 100 files a month. So she grinds really hard and she needs those breaks for me to call and talk to her about Cam Newton leaving or, you know, her horses or whatever it is. Um, they need the breaks. One of my other underwriter, her social's very low. She just does very get stuff done and work and then shut off. I, I maybe talk to her once a week and it's just, hey, you did 70 files this week. That's fantastic. Great. Leave me alone. I'm going to go be with my kids. So, you know, it's really opened up our eyes on how to communicate with people and, and make sure that they're in the best position for, for happiness and long-term long success. Awesome. And yeah, we've had a lot of members that have, you know, started using Culture Index after talking with Steven, great success. You can Google it, it's culture index, uh, personality profile um, indexing test. So um, the links below here, we're gonna email obviously out this presentation to everybody that's on the line right now, um, as soon as we can get it out, so shortly. So you'll be able to click on all of these hyperlinks, um, just running through them really quickly. Um, the top two are just two really good columns that members have kind of passed back and forth along with one another. Um, one is, is really more related to the present. Um, it was like written like a week ago or five days ago. Um, the second is a more broad <clears throat> column that does a really good job um, laying out uh, what they believe are the seven most important principles for successfully managing remote teams. Um, the third and the fourth links are two pretty comprehensive studies that were done on remote work that were eye-opening to me, just different components of them. Um, one is a more recent one done by Owl Labs. It's kind of like the state of remote work in America in totality in 2019. And I believe the number was 43% now um, of employers in total in America that participated in the survey are allowing remote work on some level. Emergency definitely higher than that. Um, and the fourth, the next link is a two-year study conducted by the University of Stanford um, that, uh, you know, concluded that they found that remote workers were, if, if you know, especially when managed properly, were actually 20% more productive uh, than employees that were in an office every day. So a couple of good reads. Um, the fifth is one that's just been going around in the network about the Wi-Fi madness, some things you could do and to just, you know, again, pass along your employees, things they could do to help you know, there's stuff in there that, you know, most people should know. And then there's other stuff in there that I didn't know or nobody knows that can help as well. Um, the sixth link is a great morning brew is a pretty popular morning email uh, newsletter. They had a great, they have a, that is a great link. It's just full totality, like how to, uh, how to live a healthy life professionally and personally, just being in the house all the time. And, and the last one is really just some of the, uh, more highly rated books that have been penned on, in general, managing remote remote workforces. So, um, with that, I'll open it up to any questions. And uh, again, we're going to re record this and send the presentation out to everybody. Uh, and if anybody has any questions, um, and while we're waiting to see if any come in, and all of our contact information is on this presentation as well. Um, Tony, if you could go back to, I think it was the TMC Connect slide in the beginning. Um, 
and the, the chat box is on the bottom right of the WebEx. So, um, and, uh, you know, these types of, in this slide here, just really ta uh, talks through TMC Connect, which is a, a platform uh, that we rolled out on January 1 that uh, through which we do a lot of different things, calls like this that are real time and topical. Um, just as a note for everybody on the line, we have five more uh, presentations this style, try to keep them to 30, 40 minutes tops, uh, very topical, very succinct on pipeline management issues for operational employees with these bloated pipelines and some of the issues we've been hearing in and around, like what are we doing VOEs for temporarily displaced workers and, you know, people aren't going to want to close in person, people aren't going to want to allow appraisers in their home. Um, these are issues everybody's going through. Uh, much healthier to talk through these as a group. Uh, we've got a series of calls coming up this week on those, and also capital markets issues. Uh, we broke those down by size, lender size, and delivery style. We have one that's totally focused on just man managing a very inflated best efforts pipeline, um, and then two that are focused on those that uh, hedge and sell mandatory. I think we did it under a billion in annual production and over a billion. Those are all the next couple afternoons. So um, go to the mortgage mortgagecollaborative.com or contact your member benefits advocate and uh, we can get you more information on that. Um, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to make everybody aware of some of the stuff that we're doing there as well. So, and uh, good luck to everybody, not only uh, just managing, you know, kind of the craziness with the virus going on in America, but very, very busy times and, uh, you know, stressed out employees and uh, a lot of uh, factors that mortgage lenders are having to deal with right now that they have not had to deal with in the past. So um, at the same time, um, you know, I think we all have to be fortunate. There are, I think of the industries that are really being wiped off the small businesses and, and certain entire industries that uh, have just crashed to a halt. And uh, we are talking about issues right now in the mortgage industry related to, like, how do I get all this business closed? Um, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we've been trying to, you know, everybody we've been talking to to see the bigger picture that uh, people would kill to have our industry's problems right now. So just something to keep in mind at a time where uh, pretty much everything you hear and see is pretty negative. So, but, um, that's all I have. Um, Stephen, uh, any parting words for the group? Yeah, just, I mean, the, the big thing is, like we talked about, is understand that we're all stressed out, including us. Um, we even have some of our executive team processing some files, taking on some additional roles so that people can see us doing some of the jobs that they do. Um, so they feel like, man, they're really in the trenches with us because that's the key right now is production's three to four times up and all this uncertainty of our lives and what's being done is happening. We need to be more human than we've ever been right now. Be more patient than we've ever been. It doesn't mean you don't hold people accountable, but the way we talk to people and communicate has to become personalized so that we can all get through this together. Excellent advice. Marie, uh, any final comments for the attendees? No, I was just I was going to echo what Stephen said. I know I'm personally doing some intake functions um, to help the intake people out. I've been doing some processing, running findings for the girls. Um, kind of the same thing. I mean, we're all just jumping in and everybody's getting their hands dirty right now. We're all in it together and we'll all get through it together. Excellent.
So, well, Stephen, Marie, thank you guys very much. Really appreciate you uh, helping out and participating. Many thanks to all the attendees. We had close to 100 people uh, on the line. We will follow up and send you this information over electronically. We appreciate your membership and uh, all the best with everything going on right now. Uh, take care and have a yeah, take care and have a great week, everybody. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.